Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app or go to betmgm.com and enter code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Hello and welcome back to Sex, Love, and Psych for this week's episode on sex and gender identities. I figured today would be a great day to cover the all the identities under the rainbow. Well, not all of them, but a good majority of them. To prepare all of us for Pride Month, which starts tomorrow. Happy Pride, everybody. This, uh, I'm hoping, kind of gives some information to those who maybe are heterosexual or assign as the gender they were assigned at birth or identify as the gender they were assigned at birth or just don't maybe know about all of these identities. I figured we could do a little basic review of the letters of LGBTQIA+, and go over some of the input I got from my Snap, Facebook, and Instagram families of what people in these communities want other people to know and better understand. So, there are a lot of variations of the acronym, but as I said, I'll be going with the LGBTQIA+, today. I acknowledge there are a lot more variations, longer options that have more letters. I just, I'm going to use this for sake of fitting it all into one podcast episode. And for the fact that I acknowledge that I don't know about every single other identity. I'm going to cover the ones that I have learned about, and we can grow from there. So L, the LGBT, a lot of people will already know, but I would like to go over them anyway. L, lesbian, woman-loving woman. There is some inclusion of non-binary people. It depends on the individual's preference. I'll get into non-binary later, but I just wanted to mention that A lot of lesbians can also include this. Not all of them do. Uh, Same with gay, which is the G, man-loving man. There's some NB inclusion there as well. B for bisexual traditionally meant attracted to men and women, but we have seen a lot of growth and a lot of changes in gender identities and a lot more identities are popping up so this has kind of changed as well in some people's minds Uh, it can also mean attracted to more than one gender or being attracted to the same gender as you identify and others being the one and two there there's a lot of variation there i did also want to mention pan even though p is not in the acronym that i chose it is a valid and important identity 
and I wanted to throw it in with bisexual because there's some crossover and a general lot of confusion. Uh, P is the pansexual. It's part of the plus in this acronym. Um, I have seen pan as described as loving all genders, and I've also seen it described as loving or being sexually attracted to someone regardless of gender. So gender isn't even a factor in their attraction to a person. Moving on from there to the T, which is transgender. It used to be transsexual, but we have moved beyond transsexual because that felt invalidating to a lot of people and kind of pushed the narrative that you have to be fully medically and surgically transitioned in order for you to be trans and have that identity be valid. We're moving beyond that. Uh, it's transgender at this point. It's generally someone who identifies as a gender other than the gender they were assigned at birth. I have also seen non-binary put under this umbrella. Not all non-binary people will uh, identify with that, but I did want to include it because I have seen NB people that identify as part of the trans umbrella. Non-binary is generally those people that are identifying as they, them, or some variation of like she, that, she they, or he, they, in that general area uh, where they don't fully fit into a male or female identity like they don't want to well they don't feel like they prescribe or fit into that binary nature that we have gendered the world in so q is has a couple different uh identities in here the first one being queer it can mean queer can mean a lot of different things you can be queer sexually or queer, uh, like gender fluid is another variation of queer. It can mean, it's generally a person who identifies outside of heterosexual or cisgender. It can be one or the other. It can be both, uh, like gender queer um, or queer in general. Sometimes people don't identify with a different uh letter of the alphabet so they just go with queer it's perfectly valid it is a reclaimed word that was used as a derogatory slur against people who are not heterosexual and it has been worked into including being included in this kind of rainbow of identities que uh, sorry q can also mean questioning uh, which represents those who are questioning their sex and gender identity or sex or gender identity and haven't quite decided on a label, don't really know where they fit in yet. But that is a perfectly, again, valid process that a lot of people go to. And this kind of releases some of that pressure to throw a label on as soon as they kind of start to try and figure it out. The I is intersex, born with ambiguous sex organs. You can have different internal and external organs. Uh, these kind of people can also have either really small penises or very large clitorises or some ambiguous makeup of the biological sex organs, we'll call them. Uh, about 1% of babies born in the U.S. are born intersex. Uh, there is 
if you wanted to look up some videos on YouTube and stuff, there's a lot of great resources of intersex people finally speaking up because a lot of these people weren't aware that they were intersex until they are adults, they're having issues, they find out they have a uterus, or they find out they've presenting, been presenting as a woman, but they're sterile because their internal organs are not fully developed, just a lot of stuff like that. And they don't know about this because when they are babies, doctors inform their parents that it is generally medically necessary, well, not even medically necessary, it is something they need to have some sort of surgery to better fit into the binary category that the doctors and parents pick out basically there's a lot of intersex people who are trying to rise up and fight against that because these surgeries are not medically necessary they are just for appearances sake basically and obviously the baby doesn't have any say and they are not informed until much, much later in life, sometimes never finding out. So this is a really big thing that I wanted to touch on with intersex. The A, as well as the Q, also has a couple different variations of what the A can stand for. So the A can stand for asexual, which is a lack of sexual attraction or absence of sexual attraction or interest in sexual activity. Uh, they kind of identify as not having a sexual orientation. Uh, a can also stand f to represent allies who are hetero and cisgender. Also, I'm not sure if I mentioned what cisgender means, but it is just identifying as the gender you, you were assigned at birth. So you're born with woman parts, you were assigned being a female, you identify as a female. That's cisgender. Um, but A, back to ally, it re represents those people who are hetero and cis, but they support those who aren't. They support the other members of the LGBTQIA plus communities. Some of the many identities in the, that are included in the plus, one big one that I wanted to mention is two-spirit, which is an indigenous identification of a an indigenous person who identifies with both masculine and female spirits within them. This It was not always called two-spirit. That's a generally fairly new phrase, uh, but they have been around in indigenous and Native American tribes since before colonization. And these members of tribes were actually most often really highly respected in their people positions and seen as blessed with both the masculine and female sp feminine spirit and were often like shamans and healers but when the colonizers and the european christians came over they deemed this as outside of what is decent and outside of their binary nature and a lot of them were murdered for being two-spirit because they didn't they wouldn't fit into one of the categories assigned by European Christians. Another identity in the plus is like demisexual, which you kind of have to have some emotional connection before being able to have a sexual attraction or connection. And there are a lot of other identities involved in the plus. I 
am not as comfortable speaking on them because I am not as well informed on them. It is not to say that they are not valid, but I don't think I am an authority to speak on them because I am not yet as educated on them. So I want to acknowledge that they exist, but I am not the person to talk about it. But I invite you to do a lot of your own research, talk to a lot more people of those identities, and just be open to that conversation. So next, I wanted to jump into what my Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram friends want people to know. So with this, I posted it on my Facebook and Instagram stories. I made a Snapchat story, and I also made a post in a Facebook group that I'm on that is made up of women or non-binary or uh, trans-identifying people who are more feminine-leaning in general, but non-binary is included in a lot of it. Um, So yeah, that's where I'm getting all of this from. So I wanted to dig right in. Uh, One that I got a few times was that being in a straight-appearing relationship doesn't negate someone's bisexuality, and choosing a life partner does not mean that they picked a side. So someone can be bisexual and in a monogamous relationship with... Uh, the person of an opposite gender without being straight and they can be bisexual and be in a monogamous relationship with a person of the same gender without being gay or lesbian. Bisexuality is not negated by the relationship they're in. Uh, Another point that I really wanted to include that someone said is you will gain a lot more friends than you lose when you decide to live out and who as who you are. Uh, There's going to be probably some people who don't respect your gender or sexuality and they might leave and that's going to be really, really hard. But you're also going to gain a lot more friends by being who you are genuinely and finding like-minded people. Uh, I talked a lot about sexual spec like sexuality but there is also a romantic spectrum it's not just about the sexual attraction you can be romantically attracted to none some or all genders and that doesn't have to match who you are sexually attracted to the person that commented this um discussed how they were aromantic they don't really have romantic attraction to anybody but they I can't remember their sexual identity, so I'm not going to go into that, but they are sexually attracted to people without being romantically attracted to them. So that is absolutely valid, and there is a romantic spectrum as well. You can be aromantic, demiromantic, heteroromantic, whatever, any of that. You can kind of throw it in together. Uh, Another point was gender identity and expression don't have to be completely androgynous to be non-binary. Uh, if someone does, says they don't identify as a woman, they can still have feminine features and pointing out, well, you have such a perfect woman's body is, is going to feel really invalidating to them. And it's not the compliment you think it is. If they don't identify with a as a woman and they don't identify with that feminine identity and you just go out and point their physical features that kind of fit into that female binary part portion uh it's not gonna be a compliment they're not gonna feel good about it just let them identify as whoever they want to identify as and if you don't know and you can definitely ask 
And once they've told you, do your best to respect that. Uh, trans people just want to be able to live their lives, and they don't owe anyone medical transitions and surgeries. There are plenty of reasons that someone may not be able to go on hormone replacement therapy, or there may, there may be a lot of reasons why they don't want or can't afford or can't medically handle a top or bottom surgery, and that doesn't invalidate them being a transgender person. Just because they have medical issues that stop them from being able to handle hormone replacement therapy or these surgeries doesn't make them less of a trans person. Uh, imposter syndrome is real. This was another point that was made with trans identities, non-binary identities. I see it a lot in bisexuals too, where you've chosen an identity that you feel fits best for you. But then you're constantly questioning it, being like, oh, well, I, am I really bisexual? Am I just doing it for attention? And then you're like, why would I do that for attention? Or I haven't been on any dates with women. Maybe I'm not bisexual. Maybe I just think they're pretty, blah, blah, blah. Imposter syndrome is very, very real. <clears throat> and it's, it's a completely normal part of the process. So if that's something you're experiencing... Don't feel like you're the only one in the world who experiences it. It's very normal. It's a very valid process. Uh, another one in regards to by women, because a lot of my audience is women and a lot of my friends are women. Um, a by woman being allowed by her male partner to only sleep with women because he doesn't think she'll leave her for a woman, woman or only if he can watch or if he just doesn't feel as threatened by women can be can feel very fetishizing and invalidating to a bi woman's sexual identity as it kind of just puts it in a little box and doesn't really respect their attraction to women as equal to their attraction to men. Uh, there might be some bi women who in the context of a hetero like straight passing relationship with a man, they may only want to sleep with women outside of the relationship, but that's a conversation to be had by both of them and the conditions put on when it's with by the other person being only okay with them sleeping with women is the part that's invalidating. If you aren't comfortable with your partner sleeping with other people, then monogamy probably isn't for you, but that's a conversation or monogamy probably isn't for them if they want to, but that's a conversation that needs to be had and giving that little window of, okay, you can only sleep with women only if I can watch, it can feel very valid, invalidating and fetishizing. So just be careful with that. Have those conversations. Um, being bi and pan doesn't immediately mean you can't be faithful in a monogamous relationship. Not every bi person is going to be interested in sleeping with people outside of the person that they are with. Same with pan people. Pan does not automatically equal polyamorous. It can, but the, it's not an automatic pairing. So the idea that a lot of even lesbians or straight people or gay people won't date a pan person because, well, they're just going to cheat on me with p people who aren't my gender identity. That's very biphobic and panphobic, and it's just not realistic. Bi and pan people can be in monogamous relationships if they are the type 
who want to be in monogamous relationships. Also, another point that was made was being trans doesn't mean the person has to be hyper-masculine or hyper-feminine in order for their identity to be valid. A trans woman doesn't always have to be in dresses and skirts. I'm not always in dresses and skirts, and people don't try and invalidate me as a woman. So let's stop invalidating people's identities based on what they wear or their makeup or how they express that identity. Uh, You can be friends, this is another one, you can be friends with the gender or genders you're attracted to without being romantically and sexually attracted to them. Hetero people can be friends with the opposite gender. Non-hetero people can be friends with the gender they are attracted to platonically. It's a really solid point. Thank you to my friend who made that. Uh, And one final point that I wanted to kind of include that was given to me by another friend of mine was that labeling or identifying yourself under any of these titles or identifiers, whatever letters, doesn't make you some weird alien. Normal isn't real. And cisgender and hetero isn't the default. They are just different identities that a lot more people have. But that doesn't make you abnormal by identifying as someone in the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, So I wanted to say happy Pride Month. It starts tomorrow. I also wanted to say that I am part of this community. I am the B here. I am attracted to more than one gender, so haven't said that out loud to everyone yet, but a lot of people already know, so I figured I would just throw it in here. Happy Pride, everybody. I hope you have a great week and start to a wonderful Pride Month. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Bye.